Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. This is episode number 101 of the Awesomers.com podcast series. And all you have to do to find out about today's show notes and details is jump on over to Awesomers.com slash 101. Now today we begin number one in a three-part series with Luce Gonzalez. And Luce is a peak performance, productivity, and accountability expert, as well as the founder of Soul on Fire Peak Performance Academy. Luce is like an Olympic coach, except for your life. Luce works with wildly ambitious people who have a sense that their potential is going untapped and who are ready to step up to the next level. They're no longer willing to settle and they are committed to raising the standards in all areas of life. Luce has been obsessed with peak performance all of her life and her expertise includes incorporating the best practices of neuroscience, behavioral science, mindfulness, and peak performance science all having the aim of living a life that feels fulfilling versus just simply going through the motions of achievement simply for the sake of achievement. I really enjoyed uh, visiting and having a conversation with Luce because she has embodied you know, what it is, achievement is all about throughout her life and, and shared some very important stories about her journey in, throughout these three episodes. But again, this is the first of three episodes. Let's jump right into it right now. Hey, Osmers, great news. It's me, Steve Simons, and I'm back again with another episode of the Osmers.com podcast series. And today I'm joined by my special guest, Luce Gonzalez. How are you, Luce? I'm fantastic. Super excited to be here. Well, it's a privilege to have you here. Now, I've already read in your bio to the audience, so they kind of have the 30,000-foot view of kind of your accomplishments and, and who you are as a person. But tell us today where you live and what takes up your time on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, so I'm in Berkeley, California. Uh, so hip, hippie, hippie capital of the world, probably. Uh, and right now, most of my time is spent on my peak performance coaching practice. Uh, and then also just making sure that, so I run a couple of companies, as was noted in, in the bio. So there's Convive, which is an artificial intelligence uh, app for providing the everyday person with a money coach. And then there's the, the coaching side of things, which is peak performance coaching. And so right now I'm mostly focused on getting that off the ground and building, building all of the pieces that will have it run the way that, uh, that it, I want it to run. Yeah, so, so we all have that vision, but sometimes it takes a little work to get there, doesn't it? There's a lot of work. There's so much work, yes. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, well, I, I definitely appreciate and come from kind of the scrappy startup background for sure. And I got a couple of scrappy startups going right now. So yeah. uh, I can uh, we can commiserate later uh, and maybe we'll get into <laughs> that in this episode, some of the, the challenges we face when we're doing startups. Um, so first of all, thanks again for uh, joining us and taking the time. Um, you know, one of the things I like to do in an origin story is really kind of just dive right back into the very beginning and figure out where were you born? Yeah, I was born in Mexico. Very proud of my immigrant background. Was born uh, in Monterrey, Nuevo León, which is very different. I remember when we first moved over, there, there's Monterrey, California. And people were like, Monterrey? And I'm like, no, Monterrey with a double R. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, and we moved over when I was nine to Gilroy, California, garlic capital of the world. You guys should check out the, the garlic festival. Get a chance. Uh, and yeah, so a little bit of Mexico. Born in Mexico, was, my childhood was a little bit in, in Mexico, and then some of it in in the very, very, very South Bay. <laughs> yes, I see that. So it's interesting to me that I have uh, I used to live in Monterey, California, as a yeah. kid. Um, uh, There's a military base. Um, I think it was Fort Ord, and so I, I have a little exposure to that Monterey, and then yeah. the Monterey uh, in Mexico or Mexico. Uh, we stopped over one time when our plane was running out of gas. We needed more gas. Ah, so that's, I've been yeah. to both the Monterey's. Uh, in there you the, go. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm part of the story now. So uh, <laughs> let me ask you this, Luce. Uh, uh, you mentioned that you, know, you kind of moved over when you're nine. Uh, what, what did your parents do when you were born or when you were coming up in life? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, my dad, he was doing, maybe he was working for some like branch of, like governmental office or something uh and my mom was a stay-at-home mom uh and you know both i i actually think that when when i think of my origin story it it does start with my parents but also like goes a little bit before that right so my mom was born in the middle of nowhere mexico like middle of nowhere uh the, i'll try to find that on the map <laughs> exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm pretty sure google google maps will help um the like my mom a treat for her would be when you know they they had a chicken and it was 14 kids so you can imagine 14 kids from my mom's side and 11 from my dad's side so lots Ooh. of family we're gonna yeah. call that uh, probably catholic pride right there hashtag yeah. Pride. Yeah. <laughs> it makes family reunions a lot of fun uh, and so, you know, given 14 kids, uh, when they had a chicken, my mom would get just like the chicken neck. It was, you know, that, that sort of, uh, the slim pickings, right? Yeah, and that's so, a true version of scarcity, actually. Exactly. Yes, yes. And my grandpa, he was the first person, you know, for his little town. He paved the streets. He brought electricity over. And so that's, that's, part of, that's part of my background, where I come from. Like, they, they started a school. They were leading the school. Um, my my grandpa was a time a, a person outside of his time, I think, because you can imagine in Mexico, women for the most part weren't encouraged to study or anything. And my mom, she was an avid reader from a very early age. She would she tells stories. She would like climb up a tree, a mango tree, and then just hide there and read. And that was her escape. And so at some point, these nuns came over and they were like, "Wow, this this girl likes reading a lot." And so she uh, she left to the big city, Guadalajara, where she got a master's in like physics and chemistry. I'm just, 
I'm in awe of my wow. mother, right? I know, I know. Uh, and you know, my dad's side also like slim pickings. Like my 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 grandpa died very very while well, my dad was very young, and so my grandmother is just. Uh, can I cuss on this show? Well, if you really want to, you can. No problem. <laughs> I, I, I sort, of, sort of cuss like a sailor, but I can cut it back. Um, Whatever you're comfortable with, we'll be fine. Don't worry. Uh, if I find myself crying later in the shower, I'll send you a terse email. But no, no, I'm quite fine. <laughs> Whatever you like. Um, so, you know, like they, my, my grandmother would have to feed like 20 to 30 people and she's a single mom. And so I was going to say, my grandmother is a fucking warrior on both sides. And so uh, that's, that's, that's the origin story, right? And so both my parents didn't grow up with very much, but they, they developed grit and a hard work ethic and, and then them leaving everything behind, literally leaving everything behind to give their kids um, a, a chance at life. I just, I feel incredibly lucky and blessed and, you know, there's, there's a lot for me to do. Oh, yeah. It's uh those are big shoes to feel, as the saying goes. And yeah. this is one of the things that I do find uh, very telling about origin stories is, you know, it's it's where you came from and, and all of that, they put you on a path, right? Where, where you're yeah. going is the most important thing. But the sacrifices, the efforts that, that all of your prior generations put in, each one trying to incrementally move the, the family forward, so to speak, I think that's uh, quite inspiring. I've got an idea. Let's take a commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Your mom with the, the high education, did what did your dad end up doing, did you say? So my dad also, um, he, he studied in Mexico. He's the, he went to undergrad for uh, mechanical engineering. Uh-huh. He didn't graduate. He's a little bit of a contrarian. Uh, but, you know, he, he just engineer brain. He, that's, so I grew up with him as a dad and just, you know, working on math problems uh, or like Lego sets or puzzles. So engineering, he is very much a, an engineer's brain. That's fascinating. And then did your mom parlay the education into something specific or how did that work? Yes. So, you know, after she got her master's, she went back to her small city, uh, again, middle of New Mexico, where she, she was teacher. And so uh, she was teaching for some time and then a the whole way that my dad and my mom met is actually a very funny story but so at some point they moved back to Monterrey and uh my mom became a stay-at-home home mom at that you know stay-at-home woman at that point sure. uh which I think was more common especially you know being in Mexico and in in that time for women uh, and sometimes, you know, I think of the sacrifices that the, the women of an earlier generation to mine, our earlier generations made so we could have the sort of opportunities that we've had. And when I look at my life and things I've been able to do and, you know, the sort of limitations that my mom had just for being a woman, uh, and, 
and you know that that I think that spoke into her you know she she studied she worked her ass off and nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom but I know that she had society been different she could have you know done so much more well yeah and you know the this is one of those things that um, you know, regardless of whether that she wanted that or didn't want that or whatever, she was able to take all that knowledge. It's all equity in her mind and help raise you guys in a way that, you know, would be more enlightened and more you know, ready for the world. And so yeah. uh, regardless of how that actual education is deployed, her, you know, natural curiosity to yes. subjects is, uh, you know, physics and science or something, did you say? Chemistry and physics. Chemistry and physics are two hardest things in my world. I can't imagine. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm just in awe of my mom. She's yeah, a badass. Crazy stuff. So, uh, <clears throat> how about any siblings? Uh, did the uh, the the uh, you know whatever the dozen kids are on average uh, parlay into your uh, generation? No, it didn't. No, uh, it's three of us. And for the longest time, I was so for seven years, I was an only child. And then my grandma told my mom, "You need to." So, because my grandpa was an only child. So my grandma says, she can't be an only child. And so then my sister was born and my brother was born. So a little bit of an age difference, but yeah. it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to have siblings. For sure. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, so they're probably uh, just doing a, a rough uh, off, off air age guesstimate. I'm going to say they're pre still pretty young. <laughs> they're younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my, my sister just had a baby, so I just became an auntie and that's been a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, and they're all, they're all in the South Bay and, uh, it's, I get to see them. I'm going to see them not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, well, like yeah. you said, you know, amazing family reunions when you have family either <laughs> close by or, or a lot of it. Um, Absolutely. I, also, I, I come from a fairly large family myself, so uh, I've been there uh, with you as well. So, um, uh, now, how about university? When when you were starting to you know get uh, further on in your years, did you go to university? I did, yeah. So, you know, I think part of part of the origin story is we when we moved from Mexico to the United States. When we first moved over in Gilroy, there were the first first place that we lived was like twenty one people in one apartment. Um, I, and, I assume it was a 10,000 square foot luxury palace type yes, apartment. Yes, <laughs> it was a castle. I forgot to say that. Yeah, you know? I assume. Yeah, just a you know, small apartment, not in the nicest part of town. And, you know, my again, my mom is this, this incredible woman where she would have us, uh, she, she would walk us to school and she would have us stand on this tree stump thingy uh, and she would have us like say, I am a champion, blah, blah, blah. And it was, you know, uh, just beyond, beyond her, just like my grandpa, beyond her, her time. I don't know where she got this. That's amazing. Morning about. affirmations for the kids before school. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ahead yes. of time for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and she had very high expectations. So I was expected to get straight A's. And because of how well I did in high school, I, I got a lot of scholarships. I got a full ride to UC Berkeley, go Bears. Uh, and uh, studied international political economy in Berkeley. Always, my obsession, as long as I can remember, has been around impact, uh, global, meaningful impact. And so, thought that by studying international political economy, I could start getting closer to what that would look like. Yeah, I can understand that. So, and how did you like that university experience? Was it sounds like it was 
something that you enjoyed? Do uh, you care to delve into that further? It was great. It was very formative. Uh, it was my first time not living with my parents. You know, they're, they're super strict. Uh, but it was it was fantastic. Just learning a little bit of everything. Um, what would be most formative about undergrad? I just, I, I got to travel a lot. I got to live in Paris for a semester. Sounds exciting. Uh, so that was awesome. And I got, when I was in Paris, I traveled around quite a bit. I finished a semester early and during that time off, I went to, uh, to the Hague, to the Netherlands, where I was the court monitor for the Charles Taylor case, a very prominent case of, you know, ex-president of Liberia. Uh, and while I was in the Netherlands, got to travel, you know, quite a bit again. And just especially the traveling while I was in undergrad, I think that's probably one of the most formative experiences. I was part of uh, Model United Nations. So always, you know, this interested in international uh, impact. And so, but I think that seeing seeing the world on a very low budget, but seeing the world really impacted my just the way that I would conceive my, my, my world and, you know, where I w wanted to play going forward. Yeah, I can see that. I, I definitely think that uh, the Osmers who are exposed to travel, uh, particularly on the international level, uh, you know, are exposed to so many different cultures and so many different um, just ways of living. Yeah. That your perception, you know, that, that, yeah. that narrow perception really widens up and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't really know anything about anything, right? And that's uh, that's definitely yeah. something that I, I find to be super value, valuable. It sounds like you had the same experience. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to take a, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about, you know, what happened after undergrad and, you know, any kind of proper jobs and things like that that happened along the way. We're going to do it yeah. right after this break. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals. This is Parsimony ERP, and we get one question over and over. Can you please tell me exactly what parsimony does? Well, we'll try, but this is only a 30-second spot, so we're going to have to hurry. Connect to your Seller Central account and pull all the new orders. Enter the orders with all customer data. Enter all of the Amazon fees and charges. Store them at the item level. Generate profit and loss reports at the SKU level. Automatically generate income statements. Handle multiple companies. Handle multiple brands. Handle multiple currencies. Facilitate budgets and forecasts. Store all customer interactions in a sophisticated CRM system. Manage your supply chain. Budget and task management. Maintain an audit log. Hey, you get it. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com, parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, that's part one of this three-part series with Luz Gonzalez. And we're going to come back tomorrow with part two and get into more of these sorts of details about, you know, her journey and what she went through and some of the, you know, both the triumphs and the obstacles that stood in the way. This is as always, one of the most important things about an awesomer story is to figure out, you know, the, the ups and downs that an awesomer goes through. Everybody always thinks when they see somebody who's um, from the outside, they look successful. They just assume everything's always uh, rainbows and unicorns, as I like to say. But of course, it's not always like that. So uh, we really appreciate Luce joining uh, the show today. Remember that this is episode number 101 of the awesomers.com podcast series. And all you have to do is run over to awesomers.com slash 101 to see, to see today's show notes and details. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. 
Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Osmers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.